hell we way, everybody. Happy Sunday. What song is the intro? Uh, it's something I made in Magic's Music Maker, Seven Sage. So it's a, an original thing. But I just dragged and dropped different things. So, so it is original content. <laughs> Even though the samples are all like from the free pack or whatever. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's a nice pump up. It gets me ready for the show. Uh, what's up, anime? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get right into some AI generated TV. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? Do you want to see a remixed original version of a show, or do you want to see remix existing? Hey, what's up, Prince the Shelty? Yes, welcome to another stream, another Sunday. AI-generated TV stream. Nice and casual. More freeform. Just hanging out. Writing some TV. Captain Planet re a reboot. Okay, I'm down for that. Let's do that. Uh, you can just shout it out, anime. Yeah. Uh, let's do Captain Planet reboot. Uh, you are Captain Planet. And you are trying... To save the world from uh, yet another... Uh, uh, you are Captain Planet and you are trying to save the world from dot dot dot. Let's leave it at that. Pollution. Pollution. <laughs> Always pollution. Everything's pollution. I want to save the world from pollution. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here we go. Still pollution. You take a long... Deep breath and exhale the air out of your lungs. Okay. You feel the air leave your lungs and rush through your body. You can feel the air rushing out of you. Okay. The pollution is so bad, it's sucking the, the fresh oxygen out of our lungs. <laughs> Captain Planet has a one-track mind. Yeah, it's all pollution. Everything. This world makes me sick with all its pollution. I would love to see a cynical Captain Planet. Not an evil Captain Planet. The same Captain Planet. He's just become very disillusioned. He's like, it's always a one-sided battle. You know, as it's like whack-a-mole with these pollution guys. Someone made like a remixed uh, Captain Planet where it was like... Uh, <laughs> it, they were just trying to build a dam. And then Captain Pan Planet blows up the dam and, like, kills a bunch of animals. And they're like, ah, oh, it would have been a good dam. And it floods the town. Did I watch it when I was younger? Uh, it was on TV. I wouldn't say I sought out Captain Planet. But I feel like, I feel like back in the day, Captain Pl I mean, you would just watch those shows because you would surf. There's not a whole lot of surfing nowadays because there's just so many options. So you either you turn on the TV because you want to watch something nowadays. I don't know. But I guess there's like surfing with like Twitch channels and stuff and like online content. What's up, BFH music? There's a skit about an evil Captain Planet on Funny or Die. Oh, I would love to see that. Oh, it's with, uh, yeah, Don Cheadle. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> That's funny too. That's very fun. Uh, uh let's see what we have to find we have to find out what the one thing we can't tackle all pollution in one episode uh you decide to tackle the top polluter in the city 
There we go. The oil company. Yes, the oil company. Okay, I'll let's do that. Oh man, it is looping a lot lately. Hello, I might have to change. Okay, here we go. You can't see the oil company from here, but you can smell how bad they've polluted the air. Okay. You feel your body get more active, more alive. Not with that attitude, exactly. The oil company is probably the biggest polluter in the city, but you're not sure how to get rid of them. We're also we're also <laughs> blown away because the we're like the smell of oil makes us feel strong. What what is this? They are polluting the earth, but I do feel fantastic. And then we find out that Captain Planet gets his powers from the oil fields. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change the model here to full house because it has been looping too much for me. So trying it out. Uh, you brainstorm. You uh. We're going to reverse the situation. Normally, it's the Planeteers that summon Captain Planet. You summon the Planeteers. Is this like a simulation game? Uh, BFH Music? This is like a text adventure game where you could say anything. It's called uh, Novel AI. And you could check it out at NovelAI.net. They have a free trial. So essentially, we're like... I type something in, and then the AI generates the next thing, and it like remembers stuff. It's very crazy if you haven't experienced it. So we're using that to write Captain Planet, <laughs> a new Captain Planet episode. Uh, you summon the Planeteers to uh, you summon the Planeteers and brainstorm ten ways to stop the oil company from polluting. I wonder how Captain Planet would react when the Planeteers teach him about NFTs. Oh, God. You summon up all of your power as Captain Planet and ask each Planeteer for a solution. Each of your teammates comes up with one or two solutions that seem reasonable. Okay. You decide not to use these particular plans because they might be dangerous or just plain stupid, but there were a few ideas. Okay, I wanted the ideas. That you thought were pretty cool. Like turning off every car engine in America. No! That's a lot of horsepower. <laughs> You'd think it would take down the whole world. Whoa! You also thought it would be neat to blow all the cars up with an atom bomb. What? But that might cause more damage than it was. Yeah! <laughs> Those are both, like, terrorist plot lines. Oh my god, Captain Planet! You really got off the deep end. You're still not sure what's best. Neither! ideas the planeteers gather together to save earth and the ozone layer from an evil oil company oh my they use your idea for stopping all no! cars and they also suggest turning off the power plants in america no we were just brainstorming and those were two very bad ideas the environment requires drastic actions you know what Rustbox? you're right <laughs> adam bob very drastic action captain planet has become the bad guy yeah uh, well, the, everyone on earth revolts after you nuclear explode all forms, uh, all cars on earth, on the planet. However, pollution does take a steep decline. 
Do the ends justify the means? I don't know. I hope no one was driving those cars at the time they were exploded by a nuclear bomb. Everyone breathes easier because they aren't breathing suit anymore. Everyone starts breathing clean air once more. Your plan worked. You're glad that it wasn't just a dream. The ozone layer grows. Bakken is as healthy as it has ever been. Can the ozone layer grow back? I don't think it can. I think once it's gone, it's gone, right? <laughs> I guess we've never nuclear blown up all cars on Earth. So we just <laughs> don't know. Oh my god. We've just, I guess that's like terraforming, right? This is like SimCity Simulator where like, we're uh, turned on all, all hacks. Now people start breathing radiation there. Oh yeah. Now we've got a weird fallout world with mutants and shit. I, I, I hate to say, I hate to jump to conclusions and say that our plan worked because uh, we haven't really seen the ramifications of all that radiation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, people still can't get to work and shit. You've just destroyed the world economy. Uh, you attend a press conference and attempt to do some damage control over your, uh, public image. Next enemy I, uh, is the blockchain. Yeah, next... Our next villain is the blockchain for all these graphics cards running and uh, taking up all the energy on Earth. Captain Planet's plan for saving the Earth is successful at least for now. But he's still got one big PR problem. Everyone knows he used to be a nuclear warhead, so now they all hate him. Oh, I was the nuclear warhead. Okay. Captain Planet himself, <laughs> he personally destroyed. That makes it much worse. Because when you see a faceless bomb drop, you're like, oh my god. But when you see Captain Planet personally destroying all vehicles, it's hard It's hard to come back from that one. You give a speech to the people. The crowd cheers when you appear on stage. The whole city loves you because of how you saved them from air pollution. I feel like... Everyone is so grateful, but there's one more thing they want. An apology for being a bomb in the first place. <laughs> I can't apologize for being who I am. I am a nuclear bomb, apparently. That's my... That's just what I am, okay? I can't... How do the reporters get their train or bus? Yeah. Everybody had to walk there. The, the, the conference was like three and a half hours delayed starting time because we had to wait for everybody to figure out how to get there <laughs> without cars. Um, also, the AI is really not wanting to generate a speech for me, so. You snap and say, I'm, I'm not apologizing for being a bomb. That's just who I am. You can't apologize for something that is part of your DNA, That's right? That's right, yeah. But everyone keeps insisting that Captain Planet has to say sorry for what he once was. No. It's hard to explain that you're just a normal person now, but you don't want to be hated anymore. It is interesting that they're willing to apologize or to just forgive us if we just say we're sorry. But also, no, I'm not saying sorry. Listen, I saved the world. 
We can't be, uh, you know, pussyfooting around here being like, I'm sorry I did what I did. I'm sorry I'm a bomb. No. Even if I feel like, yeah. And also, I feel like a lot of people still hate us, no matter what we're going to say. So, uh, you double down and say, you should be happy. I did what I did. Captain Planet saved Earth. The air is clean again and everyone can breathe. That's worth an apology if there ever was one. You yelled back at the crowd, who cheer wildly. Yeah, you apologize they to me. They are so relieved that you are still here and not gone like all of their heroes. Oh, oh man, that's kind of sad. A little bit uh, disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> all our heroes are gone. Either dead or uh, they've betrayed our trust. You began to rebuild uh, an Earth-friendly transportation an earth-friendly form of transportation hmm captain planet decides that he will try to help people move around the city without polluting okay his idea create a new form of transportation something more earth-friendly and sustainable something people will be able to ride on without worrying about destroying the planet yes rickshaws from now on baby yeah I'm going to say horses. Horses! You can imagine how great they look in a parade or on the beach. But what kind of horsey do you want to be? <laughs> a draft horse? Something with wings? Oh! How would they work, exactly? <laughs> I didn't realize we were like God creating an animal here. Yeah, well, hell, if, if uh, we could create some sort of pegasus that can fly and run on the ground... I say, why not? All right, so, okay. Pegasus seems to be... But what? what's the drawback of a Pegasus? You can only have, like, two people on. So, I want a city bus-sized Pegasus with wings that can run like a horse. Um, it, it poops out uh, daffodils uh, instead of poop. Uh, and uh, it could also go 500 miles an hour. You know, just be, just in case I need to go. Uh, you genetic splice uh, DNA. <laughs> I didn't think Captain Planet would be doing this today. Uh, and create a Pegasus. A Pegasus-like animal that is the size of a city bus and can carry... 40 people at a time. Why Pegasus? Not, why not Dragon? That's a good point. Is Dragon too intimidating? I feel like a giant horse is also terrifying. So, But a dragon, I feel like people would be scared of. Unless it's like got really big eyes or something. Okay, we're changing it. Eugenics place and create a dragon. A dragon-like animal that is the size of a city bus and carries 40 people at a time. It has cute anime eyes, and uh, its breath smells like bubblegum. The people of Earth are so grateful for your new form of transport that they throw roses in front of the new dragon. Woo! Uh-oh. 
A giant robot dinosaur saves the day. Um. You have created a mechanical T-Rex with an atomic engine. It can fly to any location on Earth. Ooh, no. I, I really thought we could do it without, you know, resulting, resorting to robotics and nuclear energy. But, um, well, <laughs> you know what? This still works. It's still better than cars. Matter how remote to save endangered species. It has been modified with lasers that can be aimed at poachers and hunters. Okay. The laser will fry anyone who shoots a living thing it'll make their flesh fall off. Oh my god! What have we made? We've made a giant flying war machine! <laughs> that... Oh god, what a... What a terrifying... I just wanted to make something that was better than cars, and now we have flying... City bus-sized dragons that shoot laser beams. What if I'm just hunting to eat? I mean, uh, how do you differentiate a poacher from someone who's just, like, uh, farming? <laughs> like, police state Captain Planet. Exactly, Seven Sage. Oh my god, this is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and every... I imagine there's like fleets of these dragons now everywhere and they all have a nuclear reactor in them. So if we tried to like get rid of them, they're just going to nuclear detonate. Do basically got a mecha Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Giant robot monster sponsor sponsored by PETA. What's up, Jason Lloyd? Hey, what's up, Misha? Oh my God. If you're just joining us, uh, Captain Planet nuclear exploded all cars on Earth, and um, he tried to replace them with these terrifying giant monster dragons that shoot laser beams from their eyes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, resistance groups. Uh, world Resistance groups form worldwide to end your reign of terror i think it's time for captain planet to get there's got to be some resistance because right now he's just been acting like uh you know he's pretty much just been like superhero dominating the planet they use guerrilla warfare and bombs made out of human flesh and bone the bomb will explode when they Whoa. light the fuse killing them as well you are captured by an anti-captain planet group in Russia and you are sentenced to death by hanging for being a nuclear warhead that has become evil. Human bombs, yeah! Oh my god! The resistance that is saving mankind is suicide bombing Captain Planet's forces. Leave it to the Russians. Thank you, Russia. Your execution takes place on top of Mount Rushmore in oh! Washington, D.C., the United States of America which you have also saved from destruction at your command. What? The world mourns as you die, but they celebrate your life and all that you've accomplished while living it. Oh my god, I'm getting mixed messages from the populace here. They're, they're killing me in a horrific fashion, but they're also being like, you know what, he did actually do some good. <laughs> you know, normally it's not that split. Normally it's all, this was an atrocity. Uh, let's not repeat this in human history. But people are kind of split, which is, uh, not good, I feel like? Uh, your nuclear laser dragons. Wow, what the... I never thought uh, a, a Captain Planet story would come to this. 
don't kill Captain Planet. He's a superhero. Yeah. He brought pollution down to zero, but at what cost? Your nuclear laser uh, dragons uh, put up quite a fight, but eventually humanity succeeds. Whew. You can hear the cries as they burn to death. It is a sad day for Captain Planet and all his planeteers, but it was for a noble cause. Uh, I'm beginning to think that, uh, noble? I don't know. It's just a weird form of control, right? Captain Planet. I never thought I'd be so anti-Captain Planet now. Captain Planet's death has sparked an international war over Earth's resources and who should be allowed to live here. Whoa! Who should be allowed to live on Earth? Not not in a specific country, just... <laughs> wow. Really made the humanity rethink a lot of things. Jason loves pollution. I'm not saying that, but I also don't agree with what he's doing right now. I don't think nuclear exploding all cars on Earth is the solution. And I definitely don't think that replacing cars with laser shooting dragons that are nuclear powered Ooh, well <laughs> i think it, that's a good place to end it for captain planet there anyone who hates birthdays are also first to go yeah uh you know what that's yeah let's <laughs> let's uh move on to a different story here when will the cw pick up the script <laughs> i'm hoping soon i'm waiting by the phone eagerly I've got a gritty Captain Planet reboot that you're just going to love. Captain Planet has become Nuclear Man from Superman 4. I don't know the reference, but I'll have to... Is that is that the Superman where he gets, like, drunk? All right. Let's, uh, let's start another AI-generated TV show. That was a good Captain Planet. I mean, it, it wasn't good. It was entertaining at the... We'll just say... Yeah, I don't agree with... It was interesting, to say the least. A very entertaining episode of Captain Planet. Okay. Uh, thank you, anime. Let's do some AI-generated... Is this... Um, is this Avatar Airbender? The names look very familiar, but I have not watched Avatar in a while. I need to finish that one of these days. All right, let me start this up here. AI-generated uh, Avatar. The Last Airbender. Okay. Uh, Fire Lord Ozai wants to use the power of Sozin's comment and has sent his children Zuko and Azula. You are aided by a waterbender named Katara, her brother Soka, and a blind girl named Toph. Is that the Earthbender? You should finish. The ending arc to Avatar The Last is by far the best. I should finish? Okay. Uh, I see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to like the second book and then, uh, I don't know, something just came up and I just never finished it, but, uh, here we go. Let's see what happens. As before, you must defeat Azula. Okay. You are standing in the middle of a desert. The sun is setting behind you and a storm is brewing. There is a path leading to the left and right. All right. I guess we're going right. You go right. Aang is the avatar, yeah. You see some sand dunes in front of you. They look like an easy path through them, so that's where you'll start heading towards Zuko. 
As it turns out, Zuko has already been here for a while and set up camp under some trees on top of some rocks. Okay. Yeah, I don't count the uh, M. Night avatar as part of canon. What a what an almighty upset. But also, I mean, in a way, good that it tanked it because I don't. I just don't think you could have a successful live action uh, Airbender. Like it just doesn't translate. I mean, good on you for trying, but yeah, another Dragon Ball evolution. Oh my god, I remember seeing screenshots from the Dragon, the live action Dragon Ball movie. I was like, oh my, oh. Who who saw the production screenshots from that and was like, we should keep going with this. All that wasted money and effort. That was someone's full-time job working on that movie and then it comes out and is instantly hated. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Netflix is currently working on a live-action Airbender show. Well, if they just like keep losing money. <laughs> M. Night add a plot to the Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, yeah, it's sucking. <laughs> I guess that's the twist. He took something good and made it terrible. Ooh, anime. I don't know how. Uh, I saw the M. Night Airbender and was disappointed, but I have not seen the uh, the Dragon Ball Evolution, so I guess I cannot be a, a completely fair judge of it. Ne Netflix will never lose money. Uh, I don't know about that either. All right, what do we got to do here? What what's our what's our goal? You track down Fire Lord Ozai and find him uh hiding at dot dot dot. A monastery deep inside the desert with a monk named K, the same as Katara. He wants to destroy the Earth King, Iroh. The monastery has been abandoned. It is dark and there is nothing but dust in every nook of it. Okay, okay. This looks like a good place for a boss battle. You airbend. You challenge him to a fight and use your airbender powers. He uses his firebending abilities, too. He's very strong. Okay. The fight goes on for some time, until eventually he gets tired from all his exertions, or you do. Oh! You win by knocking him off his feet. With your earthbending skills, which are more powerful than the ones of an ordinary. Yeah, that's right. Fire breather anyway. Okay! Just using every element. You go south through the desert and arrive at the monastery in time to find that it's deserted again. Just a pile of broken stones and ashes left behind when Zuko was last there. You decide to build a castle here. Gotta have a, our own base of operations here. You enter Zuko's castle and defeat Fire Lord Ozai with your new airbending powers, <laughs> defeating him in a fight for control of Vora Azula, whom you had earlier kidnapped from the monastery where you were. Okay. Holding her. Kidnapping isn't, uh, you know, the best thing for... I feel like today's theme is the ends justify the means. You know what? With the live-action Mario movie, I actually have a weird nostalgia for it. Like, it was weird, but it was weird in very interesting ways. 
Like, uh, I mean, how do you make a, a movie about a platforming plumber that doesn't really talk? Uh, it just has a weird, like, 90s charm. A thing of the 90s. It's got some New York in there. I wouldn't call the family evil. Ozai is just a tyrant. Okay. Uh, you listen to Fire Lord Ozai. Uh, Ozai's plea. That his people will never be free of Azula until you have freed the Fire Nation's princess by defeating the Earth Kingdom prince in single combat. Single combat. If she lives long enough, Azula will eventually kill herself out of shame and despair. Whoa. So he hopes. Whoa! Airbender has finished a show called Legend of Korra. Yes. Cast Chris Pratt as Mario and let the money roll, Jason. Well, we'll see. I'm not hopeful for anything, but anything could happen. Things are getting weird, yeah. You challenge the Earth Kingdom Prince to a fight, but he refuses. It's just, it took a lot of chances, I'll say that, yeah. It has so many weird things about it. It's not boring by the least, like... I, I every time I've started the uh, Bob Hoskins Mario movie, I finished it because I was like, "Man, that's so weird." <laughs> when did Bummy get a son? You try again, and he finally accepts your challenge. If you can defeat him in single combat before sunrise tomorrow morning, then he is yours for keeps. If not, Zuko is yours to kill or release as you like. Wow, this is like, yeah, extremely violent uh, Avatar Airbender. Anime, I need your your advice. Or Seventh Stage. Yeah, what a, I'm not familiar with most of these. So we've basically broken the fire, or the Earth Prince, until he, Aang would never kill. Well, whoops. Busy is the Earth King and Aang's old childhood friend, Abumi. Uh, also elderly and one of the four greatest bender old guys. Okay. Mm. All right. So it sounds like you realize that fighting isn't the answer. And you try to bring peace to the various kingdoms by organizing a dot dot dot. Conference between Fire Lord Ozai, Iroh of the Earth Kingdom, and King K of B.A. Singh S.E. in which all three rulers will meet face-to-face -face with one another for the first time ever. A Bender's Union. Yeah. You want the conference to go well. So you hire musical act dot dot dot. From B.A. Singh as he called the Southern Water Tribe Troubadours, oh. a group of musicians and dancers from a tribe called the Southern Water Tribe that lives in southern parts of the continent to provide background music. <laughs> yeah, uh, Oprah not very good at pronouncing, uh, pronunciating names. Uh, you replace the lead singer with famous... Uh, with famous singer um let's see if this does what i'm thinking of 
No, no, no. I want, I want like a Hollywood singer. How am I trying? What am I trying to say here? I do like those. Uh, you get famous singer. I want it to generate. It's all right. It's too much into the uh, <laughs> Airbender mode, which I guess is a good thing. I was trying to get like Ozzy Osbourne or like uh, Tina Turner. And, uh, my to sing for you. But Zuko doesn't like that Mai has sung for Fire Lord Ozai before, so he tries to have her thrown out by threatening to attack you unless his own singers perform instead. Uh, alright, alright, alright. I'm just gonna get famous singer Whitney Houston to perform. What's up, Any Air 3202? Uh, you get famous singer Whitney Houston to perform to headline at the conference. That should be better. She'll play for you at an evening party in honor of Fire Lord Ozai after his meeting with King K and King Iroh. Okay. After that, Zuko will go back home and you'll have won this game. The conference begins and everyone seems open to peace talks. Then Whitney Houston takes the stage. And dot 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 performs her greatest hits a yes. medley of greatest love of all followed by how will i know then finally a song called the greatest love of all which has become an anthem for your movement for peace among the nations <laughs> hell yeah you walk into a large chamber okay now peace talks can begin the room is filled with thousands of people from across all five kingdoms who have come to this meeting place in order to hear the message you've come to deliver. All right. That peace can be had. Yes. You begin speaking about your plans when you notice someone in the back of the crowd who doesn't seem like any other. Uh-oh, a dissenter. Person at all. It's Zuko himself. He has come to this place because he wants a chance for peace, and you are giving it to him right before his eyes. Okay. Any air 3203, can you please say my name in chat? I'm saying it right now. The people listen attentively as you speak, but Zuko looks confused and angry. Uh, so it sounds like Zuko doesn't like Whitney Houston and does not want peace. Whitney really likes to sing the greatest love of all. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, I don't want to learn too many songs, so if I just sing one song multiple times, as long as I space it out throughout the set list. Uh, Zuko has brought a musical guest of his own. An up-and-coming singer called Astrid. You have never heard her sing, but she sounds good on stage, better than any singer that's ever performed here. She sings about how the nations need to work together and live in harmony for the good of all people, not just a few. Oh, uh -ho -ho. an up and coming singer called Esther. Oh, shit. You have never heard her sing. You know what? I think he brought someone more famous than a no name act. Zuko has brought his own musical guest. Uh, Zuko has brought a musical guest of his own. Um, who would be. If there's Whitney Houston on the the airbender side, what would be on the fire side? Who would they 
what was what would be their top musical guest <laughs> okay nickelback zuko has brought his own musical guest nickelback oh this is gonna create a war nickelback's gonna start a war you look out over the sea of faces that fill your chamber there are many people here with whom you would like to make amends fire lord ozai for example but most of all there is one person who has come to the conference with whom you want peace above all others even if hey what's up sure why not she won't forgive or accept it azula she sits quietly in a corner of the crowd looking as beautiful and graceful as always you have come for peace now that you have seen her it seems like an impossible task okay we cannot you know cloud peace talks with a romance Kramer, <laughs> you try to talk to Azula, but everyone reels in pain from Nickelback's music. Look at this photograph. It brings peace to all the Fire Nation. The people begin leaving through the door on your right. Many are screaming out in horror at his music. <laughs> Zuko leaves too, and then suddenly he's right next to you again. He wants peace just like everyone else. Uh, you scold Zuko for ruining the the peace conference with such a terrible band. I'm not saying it. Everyone at this conference has stormed out, anime. <laughs> Zuko tells you that it is his band that will save the day. Oh. They'll play for everyone to make up their minds and show how good their music can be when people aren't screaming in pain because of Nickelback's <laughs> terrible songs. <laughs> if people would just listen to the music and stop screaming in pain, Nickelback would be the top band in the world. Let's put aside our differences and eliminate Nickelback. I think that's exactly what we have to say. You say... Let's put aside our differences and eliminate Nickelback. Come on. Oh? I agree, he replies. I've come here because I'm sick of Nickelback, too. <laughs> you know, I just and had to so you decide to, to put your differences aside with Zuko as well. But you know it is a hard thing for both of you to. Too, since neither one of you likes Nickelback very. Then why did you bring it, Zuko? I, I feel like Zuko is, uh... He's, uh trying to fit in now he's like okay okay i i must be the only one that likes these much at all uh you walk up to chad kroger and blast him into the air he screams in pain and falls off stage but his voice can still be heard over everyone's screams from his terrible music. Oh no, he's still blinked. It's not fair that I have been forced out by a band that doesn't even like Nickelback. Whitney Houston joins the fight and uh, pounces on Chad. You're not allowed to talk about Nickelback like that. It hurts people's feelings. I've been forced out because of them as well. And then suddenly you are standing next to Zuko. Mm. Aang's rethinking his uh, no-kill policy. Aang's like, 
If I just kill Nickelback. No! Do you convince Nickelback to never perform music ever again? Zuko tells Whitney Houston, who is now sitting in a chair on stage with her legs spread. Whoa. I know it was your voice they were listening to, but that's just the thing. They couldn't hear your beautiful voice over my terrible singing and the screaming pain coming from their ears because of because of my terrible songs you are standing outside a castle in front of thousands of cheering fans but something seems strange about all this it seems like you have been transported into another world okay i think we've got it here we go you f you finally realize that you are in a post nickelback world and you can't help but cry tears of joy you walk through the castle's front door which leads directly to a room filled with gold coins and precious gems then up the grand stairs the room on top is lined with bookshelves filled with books from around the globe and it smells of leather-bound journals Okay, I think we're getting an award here. You are given an award by all the different leaders of the world. Oh! They thank you for ending your campaign against them, but they have something more in store for you. A new mission. A new mission. You will be sent back to Earth where Zuko must face King Iroh and Fire Lord Ozai, who are now allies to stop the invasion of Azula's army. Uh, let's get a new mission. Un Come on, give us a good mission. Ah, here we go. The people of your post-Nickelback world will now be able to listen to music that doesn't make their ears hurt, <laughs> so they'll be much more willing to accept peace among themselves. <laughs> so, you are now tasked with creating a musical movement in this new land where people can listen and hear beautiful hell yeah oh my god ang has become music again you have been given the title of musical ambassador yeah you decide not only to help create the musical movement but you will also perform for everyone your fans are so excited by your decision that they cheer loudly and begin throwing their money at. Yeah, please take you. my money. This is the physical embodiment of take my money. <laughs> uh, who knew? Some even give up their jobs so that they can follow your every step and watch your every move. The world is filled with Nickelback no more. Yes! You have won this game. But it has cost you dearly in terms of personal happiness. Oh my god! Egg was a secret Nickelback fan the whole time! Oh, we, the things we do for world peace. Wow. I think that is a good place to end it. <laughs> you know, Egg liked it. Zuko definitely liked it. And uh, now it's gone and the people, the people rejoice. Thus starting the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> award-winning drama nickelback's best performance yeah they performed so poorly that it caused them to disband and uh you laugh at the photograph one last time i looked at my photograph uh all right let's move on to the last 
AI generated TV episode of today. That was pretty good. Uh, the preset I've been using for today is full health, and I have to say it's I think it's been working pretty well. Uh, let's get one last show up here. Uh, if you're just watching, we're generating uh, AI written TV shows. So we're coming up with an existing show or we haven't done one today, but we could do a brand new show. Let's do full hells. <laughs> okay. Like a full house in hell. Wait, no, too soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, RIP Bob Saget. Moral, Nickelback are the only cause of war. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, you could suggest in chat. Reddit can also suggest. What do you want to see? What do you want to see an AI write about? You want to see us create a game show, a reality TV, sitcom, sports, talk show? Or, if you have a favorite show you want us to see remixed. We just did uh, Airbender and uh, what was the first show we did? Oh, Captain Planet. Yeah, that's right. Horrifically <laughs> Captain Planet. 24. I don't really know 24 that well or else I would. Maybe I'll I'll watch 24 and I will get back to you on that. Bachelor. Oh, I like that. AI generated bachelor. Let's do that. Uh you are a contestant. You are the new bat uh you are the new what am I trying to say? You are John Madden. No. You are What what do you call the bachelor on the bachelor? Just the bachelor? That's going to be too confusing. You are on the new season of The Bachelor. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, there we go. Uh, how many... Ten girls are competing for the opportunity to marry you. Uh, some details about your life. 15 girls, 20 girls. Oh, good. I think 10 is probably good for this episode. You live in a small house with your mom. You have no siblings, Not good. but your mother has a daughter. Your father died years ago in a tragic boating accident, and your mother is very close to him. Okay, we got some heartstrings tugging. <laughs> Unemployed, live in a small house with my mom. Father died in a horrific boating accident. And introducing the ladies. The ten ladies. Hopefully it gives us a good description of all of them. Yes, here we go. A tall blonde from California named Heather. Tall a blonde. realtor. An athletic young woman who looks like a cheerleader named Katie. Who Katie. is actually an accountant. A red-headed girl with glasses and big brown eyes named Jessica. Jessica. A lawyer. The okay. last three girls are all brunettes. <laughs> what? That's not ten girls. And then four girls left when they heard our story. <laughs> I'm gonna write that. The four, the the last four girls walked off the set when they heard about your story. Sorry, sorry about the boating accident, but really, I'm not. I'm not. Looking to marry someone who still lives with their mother. The producers have been forced to replace <laughs> them at great expense and are hoping for a new batch of women in the next season. Oh my god. A producer approaches. We need some footage on you alone, says he. 
so that we can make up some sort of backstory. He's like, your backstory sucks. We have to lie to these women. <laughs> That's the only way we can keep him from walking off set. You reluctantly agree, yes. but you're worried that this will make your story more dramatic, which could be bad for ratings. Okay. The I producer mean, good for is ratings. a bit pushy. However, so maybe it's good for your show. It's definitely good for your show. A hundred percent good for the show. But bad for your life. It's kind of like you gotta live with this shit for the rest of your life. But it's good for ratings. So, what's more important to you? Your mother's daughter isn't your sister. Your mother, it could be, yeah, like Step or something. Uh, give me some ideas for my backstory. Okay. The producer uh, has come up with... The following new, exciting, and dramatic backstory for you. That your mother is very close to her ex-husband because she still loves him and misses him. Okay. She wants to get back together again, and she's willing to give the other woman who married you a tryout as a potential replacement if he doesn't come back into your life first. What the? What the? What the what? So the winner of this season is going to be my mom's new love interest? It's a weird double team. Uh, <laughs> that's more about my mom than my backstory. I'm, I'm redoing that. He grew up with no friends in a very poor neighborhood and was teased mercilessly about being ugly by the kids in school until one day he found a strange book in his local library. Now I'm hooked, yes. Everyone loves a... A comeback story. This kid was teased mercilessly, and now... This mysterious book had been written by someone claiming to have traveled through time and space. Okay. The author wrote of all sorts of wonderful things like the secret of how to get beautiful women. The author even okay. went on to claim that he could teach people these things, and this would help them win the hearts of... Oh my god, did we pick up a weird cult uh, pickup artist book? Women. <laughs> Thank you. The author also wrote that there was a special place in hell reserved for anyone who dared tell lies like this, because huh. lying was such an evil thing. Huh? So your parents didn't know about the book? Wait, what the? I I'm getting rid of that last part. I don't know <laughs> what the hell's going on with that. Uh, okay. Alright, so we've... Our life was shit until we found the book. The name of the book. Oh... The Book of Beauty and Love. Very generic title, but it got us. You think for a second, then say, sounds good. Oh no. The producer is happy and goes away. You're not so sure about some part, though. Okay, well, it's too late, though. We already agreed to it. You probably should have thought about it before you gave the producer an answer. But uh, we came across Doc Brown's book, yeah. I thought it was going to be Scientology, whatever the L. Ron Hubbard book. The show is back on track, and you are going on your first date with one of the contestants. Is that how it goes? Do they do games in that show? You're excited. But as you leave for your date, you can't stop thinking about this strange book. It's the book, book of Mormon. You decide to check out this library. It could have the book in it. It's just a short drive down to New Jersey. So no problem there. Okay. Your date thinks uh, going to a library 
is a cute idea and tags along. You arrive at the library and begin to read the book. It turns out that there are several chapters devoted just to you with instructions for becoming more attractive. The author goes into detail on how you should dress yourself and what your hairstyle should be. This feels like the the uh, almighty product placement. They wrote a book just for the show to promote it as like this guy's uh, magic book that turned his life around. Man, we're really selling out hardcore for the show that's about love. You get a sudden makeover. And uh, let's just see what happens. The producer had told you not only would it look great on TV, but he also said this could make you even more popular with girls in general, which could help your dating prospects as well. Okay, okay. You get the... Uh, uh, your makeover changes the following things about your appearance. Hair, right? Weight, maybe? Uh, okay. Uh, it's going off, but I like where it's heading. All right. The main, we get a makeover. We probably have like a weird mohawk, like the Macklemore shaved head. That seems to be in, uh, maybe we get a tattoo. And we lose 20 pounds. You have a date tonight, and you're going out with Katie from accounting, a very athletic young woman. Okay, perfect. For she wants to show off how smart she is by taking you to some museum that is full of art. Okay, but she actually takes you to... See her own work at the local art gallery. Vain. Her artwork isn't very good at all. And it's just not your cup of tea, but <laughs> Katie insists it will make her feel like an artistic genius. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? You are shocked at Katie's art. It is all pictures of... Oh, okay. Flowers. The flowers have been drawn in the style of impressionist paintings with thick brush strokes and a bright yellow palette. You're glad you've already had your coffee this morning because it's going to take you hours to get over this. <laughs> oh my god, we're really torn up about this. Flowers? <laughs> flowers? All your paintings are flowers? This is not gonna go well. Her art is your pre-makeover. <laughs> why, why are we so blown away by flowers? Uh, okay, uh, I think I know. You confess to Katie your tragic past with flowers. Uh, uh, flowers like smell good flowers, like the plant flowers, Misha. I used to love flowers. I used to go pick them from fields when I was younger. Okay. My father died, so my mother took over caring for me and my brother. She couldn't really afford flowers, but I would. Still beg her for a few bouquets of the most expensive ones she... Flowers are a miracle of nature. What's up, John Yar? Hey. Alright, this is our tragic backstory about flowers. Could find. But one day when we came back home there were no more expensive bouquets, just some old roses left behind by some neighbors. 
You tell her about your father's tragic death in a boating accident, which you blame yourself for. My brother blamed me for the boat. Oh, whoa! Aiding accident. accident. I tried to explain how it was my fault that I was too busy trying to impress a girl and I didn't look up until it was too late, but he didn't listen. Oh my god! This is The Bachelor's third tragic backstory. Yeah. It kind of ties in with the first one, though. So it's... Is it really another one? It's just more details about the father's boating accident. So f we hate flowers because our mob used to buy expensive bouquets and then we got shitty roses. Uh, I feel like this... Katie walks off the show. Yeah. He's just a tragic mess. Also, I would love to... So what, were we driving the boat and we were just trying to... We were texting some girl and they were just like, oops, we <laughs> ran right into a, a, a pier and my father flew out 100 feet right into a, a pit of piranhas. Yeah, I'm just going to say Katie walks off the show. The producers say that this isn't good news for ratings and they are looking into new contestants. Yeah. But you're still going out with Heather, your accountant date from earlier in the day. She's really pretty and seems very sweet. All right, so we went to uh, art gallery, museum, library. She can fix them, yeah. Heather takes you to dot, dot, dot. Oh, okay, let's get some food. There we go. An upscale restaurant in New Jersey called the French Quarter I is full of rich people who have no interest at all place. in your sad backstory. Oh! You are happy to sit there and eat delicious food while she pretends that her life has always been a fairy tale. <laughs> Concert! <laughs> uh, okay, this seems like it's going better. We're at a restaurant that doesn't take our shit about our tragic back life or uh backstory uh the the date is going well this sounds like a real date yeah the date is going well until heather says it would be great if i could get a job like yours someday hmm? she asks you for help getting her resume into shape so you can write something up for her you're excited to be helping someone who's Actually interested in helping others as well. Dine and dash? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then it hits you. Heather is unemployed. And cannot pay for this meal. You cannot pay for this meal. Yeah, I think so, Misha. We live with our mom, so I, I don't know why we would uh, have a job and then also live with our mom. It would be really nice if she paid for dinner, but she doesn't seem like the kind of girl that would offer to do that. And she took us here! You are sitting at a bar on the boardwalk with Jessica and Katie from Accounting, the oh. accountant. Uh, you decide to disguise this uh, Dine and Dash uh, experience as a part of the show. Uh, you tell the girls that first, uh, first girl to make it, uh, to the end of the boardwalk wins. You all begin a full on sprint 
out of the restaurant. Katie came back. She, I mean, she was probably slapped with a lawsuit because you signed contracts for these crazy reality TV shows. You can't just walk out. I bet people want to walk out all the time, but then they're like, listen, you're going to be like fiscally responsible for like a million dollars. The other girls try hard, but Jessica's legs just won't stop. The producers say that you are not allowed to have any more dates until you find your perfect love match, which means that there is no need for Heather or Jessica anymore, since neither one will be getting a rose in tonight. I only went on three dates. Katie was hungry. Yeah. Rose ceremony. But Heather and Jessica are upset by this news, as they were really excited about going on dates. You tell them not to worry, though. They can stay with the show if they help make sure the next episode gets good ratings. Oh my god, the the secret sauce is made. Um, so wait, that leaves us with Katie. So we end up with Katie, I guess. You know, that Dine and Dash experience really realized that uh, you're the one for me. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we still have to make a full fe- season of this. But uh, you're my favorite after episode one. You give Katie the rose. And uh, Heather and Jessica make it extra interesting. Bye. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, sexy. Trying to run out of your room in their underpants, you have a hard time convincing them that this would not look good on TV. So they end up staying in the house. Okay. Your date tonight is with Katie, a redhead, and her mother has come to see you. Uh, very quick, Katie. You meet Katie's mom. She's really nice. Mm, deceptive. She asks what you are studying, and then asks about your background too, but she doesn't pry or make it seem like there is some kind of secret agenda it. to know yeah. everything about you. You fall in love with Katie's mom. She's not even on the show. (laughs) The Bachelor after the 90 days, exactly. (laughs) You tell her, I would do anything for you if I had a daughter. uh Uh-oh, what? Well, I have a daughter. She replies with a warm smile. And I think she might be interested in meeting her new stepfather. (laughs) Okay. In a shocking turn of events... You get married uh, at the courthouse and become Katie's new stepfather. This is the best season of The Bachelor I've ever seen. (laughs) She tells her mom about how wonderful it all turned out, which leads to your mother being very upset and saying things that hurt you both. Uh Uh-oh. Your mom is still very much alive and kicking, but now. She seems like an enemy of happiness instead. Oh, I love that. That's a t-shirt idea. Your mom is the enemy of happiness. <laughs> She's just like, what the fuck? You married someone in five minutes after marry- meeting them? You fell in love that fast? Also, you're you're subjecting your love life to a reality TV show where they're lying about every aspect of your life i'm not okay with this mom you're the enemy of happiness she's like no i'm just being logical and like saying 
you're you're the enemy of your own happiness enemy of happiness is epic yeah you realize your life has become full of drama uh you're happy now because katie's mom is your wife you're happy though because now katie's mom is your wife max crusade this could be a cool game of chinese whisper oh yeah you are on the bachelorette a show where 10 women be for one man's attention and love yes it turns out the other nine women all hate you which is a shame because it was so nice being that <laughs> yeah i uh i could see that only man around you're not sure what happened they all seemed to be friends just a day ago mm -hmm. they even said that they were happy to be competing together for you now suddenly you feel like the bad guy here after episode after episode of being an asshole, we're finally like, are we an asshole? Yes. <laughs> Everyone's just collectively. Don't they bring all the girls back for like, or maybe that's, I'm just thinking of every other reality show where that happens. It's some good drama though. You bring them all back and they tell you everything that's wrong with you. And then you go, well, I didn't pick any of you. So sorry. The enemy of the enemy of, his, of my happiness is. Um, you have a reunion and you have a post-show reunion and all the girls get their chance to tell you everything that is wrong about you. All right, let's see. Let's see what happens. Your story is so sad. I can't believe this is how we're spending our time on this date. All right, well, that's not a good start. Your past makes it so clear that no one else will love you. Why would anyone want to? What? No, what? Ever? No one? My past is so bad that no one will love me ever? Ugh. No, I don't, I, I'm, I regret agreeing to this post-show interview. It just isn't fair that some men have had all the advantages. You try to I explain yourself, mom. but it seems like your only option now is a public apology. The producers are not happy about your decision. They insist that if there's going to be drama, you should do something really big and yes, dramatic. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do that. But also, um, I think that's been the through line of all the uh, TV we've written today is public apologies. And uh, they don't seem to work, so... I'm going to next this and see. You decide not to fight it anymore. You're sorry for what happened. Wow. You apologize in front of everyone. I know this wasn't my fault. You say, I was born into this terrible world with nothing but pain. Okay. That sounds pretty emo. I don't want to <laughs> commit suicide live on air. But instead, I'd like to double down. This guy's emo. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I'm going to undo that. All right. If there's going to be drama, it's got to be something really big and dramatic. Hmm. How do we... All right. Hmm. You lie and tell everyone that Katie's mom is pregnant with uh, triplets. There we go. You get an invitation in the mail. Dear Stephanie, 
reads the letter, it has come to my attention recently that I may not be as attractive or as successful in love as my friends have been, so I'm taking a few lessons at this exclusive academy for men. <laughs> uh, the producer tells you that you need to plug uh, this exclusive academy for men called... The School of Attraction, and he wants to see Hell you wearing yeah. one of those funny little caps and a suit. What? He insists this is what's going to get you laid tonight. Whoa! But I can't just show up there. You insist. He's like, yeah, you're giving the, the opening speech. You show up and find that you are supposed to give a speech before the grand opening of the school of attraction you panic and blurt out oh no this school is a scam Whoa! it doesn't really work <laughs> the audience laughs at your expense you try again it doesn't make me feel good about myself you need to go back to school the production company attempts to sue you into oblivion or i mean yeah first just admitting that the school is a lie but they have no evidence because everything was done under an assumed name the bachelor the producers say they'll get even for this humiliation they tell the network that you're a fraud and that they should stop airing this show wow what the uh, the ultimate revenge somebody finally stands up and says you know what they told me to plug this but this school is a scam i don't care how much money they're trying to throw in my face i don't care what sorts of litigation they're threatening me with i live with my mom my dad died on a boat oh <laughs> okay uh thank you sure why not a production sniper shoots you the greatest end to a reality TV show. You are not allowed back on any of our shows until you have proven your innocence. Wasn't lethal. Says a producer from another show. You are not sure what innocence means, so the other producer explains that you will be required to. Oh. You are not allowed oh, back shit. on any of our shows until you have oh, proven. Uh, you will be required to prove yourself innocent by doing a series of tests in front of. A live studio audience? Cameras. The task okay, list that... reads like some weird form of public punishment. You have to do, oh one, God. a live sex performance for an all-male audience at the Playboy Mansion, <laughs> two, get drunk and sing karaoke. With Paris Hilton, three, be locked inside a giant hamster wheel and try not to. This seems like a... <laughs> That's not okay. None of these things are okay. Fallen for have sex with an ugly man on national TV. Oh my god. The producer says, you are going to have to prove yourself innocent somehow you're just too much of a risk otherwise. Um <laughs> uh, the giant hamster wheel whose fetish is this? What billionaire's fetish is this that <laughs> we're being tricked into? Who owns the network? What the <laughs> these are great, yeah. Oh my god. A live sex performance for an all-male audience. So we have to have sex 
in front of an audience. I guess we'll have sex with the ugly man then in front of the audience. Knock two out, two birds with one stone, right? I'm worried about the giant hamster wheel. And no offense, I feel like it's going to just be really awkward to sing karaoke with Paris Hilton. But that could be fun. I mean, what's she, what's she doing nowadays? Her and Nicole Richie, they had that show. They're trying to revitalize them for like a, a spinoff. You agree, but your public image uh, is destroyed. What database have I accessed? Yeah, I don't know. The, I think the AI has reached into some Sony server uh, leak emails <laughs> of uh, you know shows they were planning to make. You are no longer considered attractive by any measure. That's understandable. You can't get laid because you're considered too weird or whatever the case may be. Also acceptable. And now you've been fired from your job as well. Well, at least I'm not being sued by a network anymore. They're off my back. Nobody wants to do a show with me. No girls want to date me. Uh, it's kind of like we, we're back at square one. Except we're married to Katie's mom still. Sad t-shirt, yeah. But at least you are free. Damn, sounds like a moderator on our incel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world seems like such a better place now. Okay, you know, we're not... We're not uh, burdened by a network's demands to lie about Your our life. Your life is in tatters, well, and there seems to be nowhere left to go but up. Yeah, there you go. Your only option seems to be going back to work at a dead-end job. Eh, but this is just unacceptable for someone like yourself. Oh. So instead of... Oh, what? Oh my god. Getting back in the rat race with your tail between your legs, you take a stand. I have been wronged by society. You proclaim. You tell them that you will not work for them ever again and they fire you on the spot. <laughs> that sounds like union talk to me. You're fired forever. You should have just got back in the rat race. Uh, Isn't that a subreddit too? No work? So does he live with his parents and Katie's mom? I think so. He lives in his childhood bedroom with uh, balloons and numbers still on the wall. <laughs> Uh, uh, we just tried to live in a world where we didn't have to work uh, and also yeah we tried to uh, uh, start a tumblr and we're like I have been wronged by society anti-work that's it thank you John Yeah, <laughs> I haven't checked it out but I know of its existence uh, well that you know I don't know if we made this guy's life better or worse but it, uh it started off pretty bad to begin with so well thanks for watching everybody if uh if you're just tuning in we do this all the time uh we do ai generated tv on sundays and monday monday friday on twitch we do uh ai generated adventures we do more like fantasy stories uh, it could be anything it's from prompts from people like you so you can join the Discord. Let me post it in Reddit here too. Join the Discord. You can write your own prompts that we'll follow in the stories. And also, uh, over on Twitch, you can interact with the story through channel points. So if you're like, this has been fun, but I wish I could uh, make the Kool-Aid Man appear and burst through the wall at any point in time. Well, over on Twitch, you can. So uh, join the Discord. Submit your prompts. There's links to everything we do there. 
<laughs> yeah, sure, why not? People like you even could do interact with the story. Uh, and thanks for watching. Bye, Hoiwe, everybody. See you tomorrow for more AIPD. Have a good one, everybody.